Hello, and welcome to another Harvard Review. Tonight I'm joined once again by Steve Knight, as we chat to you about ICU, directed by Adam Randall. Uh, the tagline for this movie is, a policeman and his doctor wife have some marriage problems, and the son blames the mother. For his job, the policeman investigates the case of a missing boy. The possible kidnapping looks like so, some cases from a few years previous. Uh, this movie made a box office return of $1.1 million on a budget of $5 million. This was an interesting pick, mate. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you just said about the um, the budget. Um, I, I think, it, you know, if it had been given sort of international cinema release, it would have been a lot better, but um, it was it was restricted in the amount of theatres that it was allowed to open to. Um, so, that's a pretty um, modest budget for a movie. Um yeah, I mean, if for for one that hasn't got all this major CGI in, you know, like, like oh, well, the, in fairness, the movie doesn't need it. It's not that five, five million is quite a quite a nice amount to make a a low budget movie too, isn't it? So uh, yeah. So yeah. hey, Chris. Um, well, glad you enjoyed our last conversation. So we we'll decided to do it again. Always <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fun. Yeah, and um, that's. Uh, yeah, um, it's its money back. Even on if it was like a straight to streaming or straight to DVD, it's weird that it didn't make its money back. Yeah, I mean, even because uh, I watched it on Prime, and even mm -hmm. Prime has taken it off now, um, and it's gone to Pluto TV, uh, and I believe Netflix have got it as well. So um, yeah, if I go, but, uh, yeah, I watched it on Prime. I was able to rent it. Um, must have just happened because I watched this um, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I, I, because I, I went to um, just check up on it today again mm -hmm. and couldn't get it on Prime. So, um, um, yeah. Thing is, it's not a terrible movie. I know I'm going to pick it apart as usual because that's me. I'm a nerd, and that's what nerds yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a few things that took me right out of it. That, uh, that was a problem, but generally it had a good idea. And yeah. It had a good cast, save one person who was a bit of a dweeb. Um, and I had all the makings for like a tight thriller mm. with a horror yeah. aspect. Um, first of all, the music, they put the really tense, dramatic music in every scene the whole way throughout the movie. Yeah. And yeah. everything's tense and dramatic. Nothing is. Yeah, even when they were having breakfast, it was, it was yeah, tense. Were the pancakes really that bad? <laughs> Horror, pancakes. Uh, um, yeah, that, that took me out of it because you didn't get the moments of level day and you weren't... Because music, tell, as you know, music tells as much of a story as the script and actors do. The, the music kind of guides you along what they expect. Mm, yeah. And it was just this overly dramatic tense music every frame. And you're like, what? Yeah. I mean, I, I having a son who actually writes um, music for sort of not well-known productions, but he, he does them for like the um, local university, etc. when they mm. do their drama stuff. He did his own music video not so long ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Done a music video called uh, Hero for Hire. Yeah. That was, that, was, uh, uh, that was about a year ago, wasn't it? Wasn't that long? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't long ago. Um, no, I remember. Yeah, sure, not I've checked it out. Yeah, but he, he also did um, uh, music for uh, Black, Black, White and Blood, I think it was called. Um, it was a, a little horror short produced by um, um, 21 Media, I think they were called. Um, Excuse me, sir. Why haven't we reviewed this? You wouldn't want to review it. The music's good, but the film's uh, rubbish. Hold on, man. Have you not seen some of the absolute tripe I've covered? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> right. That's going I'll, in the queue. I'll, get, I'll get, get, get me a link or something, and that's yeah. going in the queue. We're bloody doing it. God's sake. But, um, yeah, yeah he's, uh, he did that, and uh, he's, uh, he's done um, the music for... Uh, the Concord, remember Concord's last flight? Yeah, God, that was a while ago. And they've done a, 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 a video for that, and he done the music for that. Um, but uh, knowing the way he works, he wouldn't make everything like dramatic, like this mm -hmm. film here. Like you said, every every little she picks a cup of coffee up and like that on the music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, but then that makes you desensitized, and I think that's part of the problem. You then become desensitized to the tension, and then yeah. the tension just disappears, you know, because there's nothing there. And you get this tense, dramatic thing, and nothing happens. You're like, and then it does it again and again and again. Then when something does happen, you're already like, mm. Yeah, you're up at a high thinking yeah. something's going to happen, and it doesn't. And you think, eh. Yeah. It's amazing how all the components need to come together right to make it, you know. To make a movie and it just takes one cog in the machine to not be right yeah and everything else could be perfect and that one cog could be the thing that's um jarring um as we heard about uh i know talking about our franchise but uh the latest june movie because i know the trailer dropped for the part oh uh, yeah yeah one thing um i, I still haven't seen it yet because too much time uh spent too much time watching cheesy horror movies but I'm enjoying myself more than <laughs> but um one thing they said was the score the music and that was just the visuals the acting all was great but the music destroyed the movie yeah that's amazing how that sound the, the a lot of people uh forget about how sound is as important as the visuals yeah because it brings up all your emotions mm -hmm. uh, which you know when you can say was it someone was saying there's something like 176 different emotions i think it was um and you've got to target the right ones each time um and um i'm sure it was john williams that said the composer john williams mm -hmm. um i think it was uh, in one of the, like the making of schindler's list i think it was um where he was um tasked with writing this score for for this really sad film and um he said how he had to write according to the emotions not according to the film um and of course you had the anger at the you know uh, you had the uh, the sorrow mm. and he had a list of all these emotions and um, this is where he um chose to bring in uh, the violin but he wanted um one of the world's greatest uh, violin players which was uh i stacked 
and um, yeah, and uh, he, he worked with him. But yeah, he said it's all about emotions. And this is where in I see you, it seemed to think that every emotion in the film was was a shock. Mm -hmm. um, you know, was a horror type of thing. Um, and I don't think they targeted the emotions of of the people who were going to watch and be either frightened or uh, scared or, you know, um, as as much as they did have, really. But, uh, yeah. I do that, Paige. Ah, I lost it. I looked up... Um... Who was right? Adam yeah. Randall. I was looking up Adam Randall. Randall oh, yeah. some other stuff. And I've lost... Uh, did I close the page? Ah, uh, I'm a moron. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Look, right. Too many windows. Let's go again. Yeah, because I'm going to say, he has actually... Because um, we started this conversation before we went live. Yeah. He's um, a British director. Yeah. Um, he's better all over the place for those movies. Yeah, he's he's what forty years old, forty one years old. Yeah, um, pop, just that young and they. <laughs> it's for some of them, isn't it? Cause... But um, two films I mentioned. Um, Night Teeth. Yeah, was um, it's a vampire horror comedy. Yeah, and it's completely different from this. Um. And another one, Eye Boy, I'd seen. And that's a real gritty, it's a sci-fi movie, but it's set in, it's like a South London council estate, you know, high-rise tenement. Um, yeah. Gritty drama with a, a sci-fi twist to it. He seems like, um, I haven't seen any of these other ones, but he's, just go by the titles. Um, Slow Horses, he seems to be a famous one, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Because um, but they're all different movies. Just saying. Yeah. You see, I, I'm I watch a lot of gang movies as well. Um, being um, and he's looks like he's done one called Hooded there. Well, I, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't even seen that on my list or anything. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's like me when I'm. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me when I go to Greg's. I'm happy when I have my morning sausage rolls, and then I'm not happy when they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, his movies are like he doesn't have a consistent style, so that no. might that might land part of the problem here. Yeah, because um, the film when it opens, it opens with that scene of like the the town, doesn't it, and the, the kids playing. Yeah, and then they, they say goodbye to each other, and then you got the 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 guy on the bike who's this is he's supposedly supposed to be ten, isn't he? Um, he looks about fifteen. If you look at him, he looks about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's going along on the bike, and then suddenly, uh, American movies are notorious for being that. He gets pushed off the bike, doesn't he? Thrown yeah. backwards, and this is where you begin to wonder just. Which genre it's it's heading in? Because you think, has he been pushed off the bike by? Because you don't see any wire or string or anything uh, across mm -hmm. the, the path. Um, you know what what is going to happen from this point? Because is he being abducted or something? Or 
um, you know, because um, he just disappears as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, you've got the, it goes to the scene of the, the cop's house and the TV is turning on by itself in various bits and pieces. So it makes you just wonder which direction it's heading in from a very early point in the film. Um, yeah, and that was, like I said, it was, um, the music was the thing that, uh, like I said, took me out of it. But it was invested in the movie and the plot. Yeah. At the beginning, because we were having all this set up. And unlike a lot of other movies, it's not spelled out straight away or it's not mm. being really obvious. So you're like, what is going on here? You know that there's tension and the whole thing about the the affair and that being like a centerpiece and the, mm. you know I mean the father lying on the, the sleeping on the sofa and stuff was that really necessary to us? Was that like a misdirect or um, they spent an awful long time on it? Yeah, but he did kill him off, didn't he? He killed the guy who was having the affair with his missus, didn't he? Yeah, but we didn't see that until later. That was one of the until later on, yeah, when the girl was actually hidden behind the mm -hmm. um, the thing watching it. Because it, it, I thought that was a very clever part of the the film, though, was because you had the initial um, scenes coming in and things happening, and then. You saw it from a different point of view. You saw it from the the uh, the frogger's point of view, yeah. didn't you? Because that's what it's um. That was the sort of point where I kind of oh right okay. So the movie's kind of building up and it's looking like it's a supernatural drama and something's in the house and yeah. it might be related to the kidnappings. It might not. And all this kind of happens, and then next thing you know, a cut scene to a camcorder. Yeah. And I'm like, what movie? Is this not a found footage movie? movie? What the hell? Yeah. And the whole tone changes of the movie. Yeah. And that took me I'm like, what the? I, I was just thinking, home, home invasion. Mm. Mm. You know, um, where, where is this going now? Um, yeah, you know, like The Strangers I, or... I did like the way that it was brought in, um, you know, taking that as parts because... Like I said, you didn't know what was going on initially, and then you know you had the um, the silver cutlery. They <laughs> blamed the uh, guy who was doing the window, didn't he? And then yeah, um, the guy who was doing the window says, "Yeah, your daughter left." That was me a in. good tense scene. Yeah, where um, it was her ringing him, and then he just throws the phone out the window. Yeah, just that moment of anger, and uh, that was actually a good tense scene, and <laughs> it was But the, you're still confused. Of where is this going? Yeah, yeah. And then, in, in the the old sort of scenario about the the two boys who have been kidnapped wasn't really brought in until the sort of last bit of the film, wasn't yeah, it? When the thing, girl just a background thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, the the the, the whole target of, of what we were supposed to watch seemed to be um the copper. And the the um, the couple who were the woman having the affair, and mm -hmm. then the, the uh, floggers, isn't it? And so we going froggers, froggers. So like froggers as an I looked it up in the urban dictionary term. It's a it means when homeless people um, 
someone who's homeless who mm. stays in a person's home without their knowledge. Yeah. For for days, isn't it? And then they yeah, the, the move on. Different ones. Yeah. And uh, Mindy, uh, she was documenting this. Yeah. But she brought her friend Alec. Who? Because he was the one with the camera. Yeah. So, but if she was one that done it all the time, surely she would have had a camera anyway. Yeah. Have <laughs> phones? I don't know why he needed a an old school camcorder. This was only this was when was this? Twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. It wasn't as if it was um like years ago. I see you. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know why she needed him with the old school camcorder. Hmm. Her and old... I argue the point that this would have been a lot better if she was on her own documenting this rather than him. I didn't get his character at all. Yeah. Because he, he was supposedly her friend, but then he was the psycho that put stuff in her, in her drink, wasn't it? To, yeah, to... knock her out. Yeah, um, so I thought, well, if he was a friend, he wouldn't have done that, but because <laughs> um, he wanted to extend it into like um, making well, he wanted the mess of the family, yeah. Um, and they really overplayed him, like you knew straight away he wasn't the killer, yeah, because he overplayed him and the this whole character and demeanor is like, yeah, they're, they're overplaying on being the, the psycho, you know. The whole, uh, yeah. It's like, he's thinking? definitely not the killer. It was, done, yeah. it was done too hard. You know, the red herring was dangled too much in front of her faces. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, Helen Hunt's in this. Um, was she overcast for this I role? think she Because uh, she wasn't... All she, all she did was... You know, play the the woman who had an affair, and that was it. She she wasn't aimed at anything else. That you know, when... non character. Yeah, um, you know, she, if they had had her some point in the film suspecting that it could be her husband, mm -hmm. uh, in like a Hitchcock type of style, like Rear Window, where James Stewart thought that his neighbor was, um, you know, uh, a psychopath or um you know you had um fright night wasn't it where um he thought the guy was a vampire along those lines where she, yeah. she she would think that her husband was responsible for perhaps you know the kidnaps in some way and they could have introduced that but she wasn't she was just had the affair and uh her son was pretty pissed off with her and and it was know, almost like they were trying to make him out to be the killer yeah and yeah. doing the stuff, and you're like, nah, you're overplaying it. It's not him either. Yeah. Now, in fairness, I was surprised when it turned out to be the cop, the husband. Yeah, because it doesn't give you that impression at any point in the film. None at all. And the only display of anger he had was when he threw the phone out the window. And even straight afterwards, like, oh, shit, oh, I shouldn't have done that sort of thing. Yeah. And that was it. So it wasn't as if he was given any indication or hiding anything. Um but there weren't any characters introduced that you could have gone, well, it could be him, it could be him, it could be him. You, you know, have a long list. You had a choice, really. Mm. It was either one of the two coppers 
um, the son um, or the um, Alec, the uh, the psycho frogger, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and he was too obvious. You know, there's no way in a million yeah, years. Um, that was about the only four you could choose because um, there were no other characters introduced like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the guy who was killed, who, who you might have thought it was the, you know, the boyfriend of uh, Helen Hunt, um, but he was he was killed off in the, in the scene, and you think, well, it couldn't have been him then. <laughs> um, so you, you had a very small choice of who it could be, mm-hmm. and if you look at it like you're looking at sensibly, whereas well, it couldn't have been Alec because he was too obvious, and um, you know, um, I I would have. Initially, put it that it was the son. Yeah, that's was, that's he was pretty angry that his mum had the affair and broke the family up, and that's that's usually a good sign that you know. Right. Um. That's what we're trying to establish. It's all of the place. The setting up initially, as we think, is a supernatural drama. That's yeah. what they're pointing at, and then it turns into a murder mystery. And it just completely flips. Um, It's not even a gradual or a surprise. It just, it becomes a different movie halfway through. Yeah. Like a completely different movie because when you see it from two perspectives and I don't, maybe the, that's why I think it would have been better. Like without the vlogging thing, if they'd left out the vlogging thing Mm. and they just had been two, two homeless people that do this. And just the conversations between each other while they're trying to be quiet would have been better. Mm. I think the the vlogging thing that needed two of them and using the old camera and him being overplayed as the psychopath, that's what really jarred this movie. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the extra element that was put in that just shook the whole thing up. Yeah. I think if they removed Alex's character completely, this would have been a much tighter completely different movie yeah saying that you you know i always look for mistakes in movies uh, i couldn't <laughs> no find that's not you at all yeah yeah i couldn't find many at all um the only one i could find and i'm not sure if it was a mistake or whether you know but it looked like it to me is after they um, got rid of the body the Helen Hunt and um, the, her husband got rid mm-hmm. of the, the dead body and they came back in uh, one of the cars and it was plastered in mud and then the next scene um, when they want to use the car um, the car has gone off the driveway and another one is, is backed into the um, garage bit mm-hmm. and they use that one and they the, the, the car with the mud on just disappeared, but neither the husband or the wife actually got rid of it off the driveway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's the, that's the only thing I looked at several times and I thought, ah, the car has disappeared. And, you know, and they're using a different car that has been reversed into the garage that mm-hmm. wasn't there beforehand. So the dirty car went and the clean car appeared. <coughs> Maybe they're just that rich that when the car gets dirty, they just get a new one immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's about the only um, mistake. Um, I mean, there are some continuity bits in pieces when you put the um, 
the bag over the girl's head. Yeah. She just let, she just let him do it. Her hands weren't tied, so an initial reaction would have been to go ah like this. Yeah, but you know she she didn't. She just let the bag go over her head. And so. yeah, um, God, I forgot about it. And then she she wasn't she was still alive. I was like, okay, I yeah, I don't know. Um, this is another one of these movies. I think less is more. I think they tried to throw too much in it. Yeah. And overcomplicate, which could have been a really good, solid plot, because it's the ingredients were there. Yeah. I mean, it would have been no problem if they had, if the girl who uh, was the frogger um, perhaps had nowhere to stay, and she thought, oh, the door's open now, I'm going to go in that house. Mm-hmm. Didn't use it as a as one of these situations where you know she was a, a frogger. She just stayed in the house or something, and and then was down the basement and saw this this guy killing, um, you know, um, the uh, affair, mm-hmm. uh, the guy who is Mrs. Had the affair with, and sort of put around across her mouth. And yeah, I, I do agree with you. That it was. A lot of it was unnecessary and over, over scripted. Yeah, um, was a shame really. Um, there was enough there. Like I said the, the cast members and the stuff they could have done, and they didn't yeah. use it. That's what the right bringing in the extra elements just uh, took me out. And I just found it really like normally I like you know, if something's a bit off the wall or it's coming from a different angle i like it but this one was just done in such a jarring way that the whole tone of the movie changed yeah and that's where it was about oh what what the hell what, what i'm watching now and then yeah. it took about it towards the end to get back together again it was like i think it's the 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 actual um vlogging thing you know the keeping the you know the video thing um yeah i think if i hadn't have had that they could have played a bit better. That's that's a bit I think is just really uh, sticking with me. That I think that that also took the attention away from perhaps using Helen Hunt in a more prominent role. Absolutely. Um, um, the, the, the good thing would have been to bring her in to and for her to suspect her husband of being uh, the kidnapper that he was supposedly investigating. Mm-hmm. Um, and that could the have been the whole kidnapping uh, thing. That was almost put to the side until the last act of the movie. The last minute, and and we almost forgotten even, about it. Even then, the, the girl found them, mm-hmm. uh, one and said she was going to get them out. And then next second, bang! She's got this bag over her head, and she's been taken back to the house. And the kidnapping thing was forgotten about again, really, until yeah. the very end. Uh, I liken this, or I think it was attempting to be Sounds of the Lambs. Yeah. But it just fell completely off the mark. Mm. Because at least in Sounds of the Lambs, you had the focus. These girls were going missing. They were turning up dead. You had uh, Clarice trying to, you know, actually, she's trying to solve a case. Lecter was the plot device. Yeah. But there was actually, there was an antagonist. We knew Buffalo Bill was there, and then they got revealed, and it was just, mm-hmm. where was he? How was he doing it? 
Yeah. That, that was the race against time before he got the latest girl. Mm. This, I got no sense of that whatsoever. Like, it wasn't as if it was a race against time for the... And I'll be <laughs> honest with you, I forgot about the second boy. Yeah. I remember there the first one. There but, wasn't an awful lot of urgency from the village, was there, to, to say, you got to find my son. The, I mean, the woman turned up, didn't she? Nearly got knocked over by the car. Yeah, very politely. Could you, would you mind, if you have a minute, could you find my son yeah. who's missing, please? If, you, if, you, if you're okay, if you've got time, you know, don't worry about it. You know, super, <laughs> yeah. super polite, distraught mother. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my, my son's been kidnapped. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, I've got a spare five minutes to <laughs> try yeah, and find. Mind. Just right. trouble. I know you're, I know you're heading out with your own family right now, but you know what I mean. I don't want to put you in any trouble. But if you, if you, if you could, you know, be greatly appreciated there. Thanks. In in, in that sort of village in America, the whole the whole village would have been out looking because uh, yeah. that's the thing. Do a service thing. They did a thing with volunteers. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird one as well. Um, do you know they found the bike in the yeah. river? And yeah. they got the whole village out, or they got volunteers out to search for evidence and said, if you find something, um, who the hell does that? Like, you, you know yourself, you, you write crime thrillers. Yeah. The first thing they do, it's a place, it's the Soko guys, they line up in their suits. Yeah. And they yeah. come the area. They don't get a bunch of civilians in to go. By the way, um, if you could find something and just walk about the place, yeah, that was, well, was weird. It wasn't even a search party. Uh, no, there wasn't. It, you know what I mean? If you remember the speech that she was giving to the group, it's like, yeah, um, we're looking for evidence. You know, if you don't mind, could you find some and give us yeah. a shout if you do? Yeah, They're a bunch of untrained people. It's just the. Stomping all over the crime scene, that you're like, oh my god! The, the kidnapping was just like a side story, wasn't it? It was just like uh, we'll stick out over there a minute, and and we'll concentrate more on on the affair. Um, but yeah, the, with the um, um, you know the, the volunteers and everything looking, I mean they're usually under the direction of the police anyway, saying where and where they. You know, want them to go, etc. Yeah, but not to search for evidence. And they never have volunteers no, to no, search no, for crime no. related evidence, which is what she was telling them to do. Yeah. I was like, what? He let the police do that. Yeah, because <laughs> the moment they find out, that's what the, no, I mean, that's what the scene of crimes come in and fucking do their yeah. thing and it's all sealed yeah, off. They're, and they're just there looking for the body yeah, if they see something. Yeah. Or if and then they're evidence. supposed to go, I found something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Very, very strange. Um, yeah. But if you look at that, you know, perhaps it was the, the script writer. He wasn't a, a well-known script writer and he was quite inexperienced for, for um, I'm trying to think it was now. Um, uh, I was trying to find out who it was. Rambo? Oh, no. Uh, casting. Casting crew I'm trying to find out who the scriptwriter was now, but I, I read it that he wasn't he wasn't a, a well-known scriptwriter. He was quite. Um, yeah, well, his um, first movie was in two thousand seven. Um, uh, what's the bloody thing now? Yeah, um, it shows though. Um, it shows his inexperience, but 
Uh, Devon Gray, he's called. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he's he, he, he only born in 1987 himself. Um, uh, oh. He was involved with Nope. In the film Nope. Oh, yeah, I never bought uh Jordan Pill, he annoyed me. Um, I like Get Out. That was a decent enough movie. Um, I wasn't too fussed in the Candyman remake. Yeah. Uh, God, what else did he? But when he started gobbing off, you know, and bringing all the identity politics into things, eh? he just yeah. turned me off him. Um, what else did he do before? No. Oh, the Us. That was a horrible that was, movie. That was terrible. That was god awful. I, uh, that's what put me off him, actually. That movie, I watched that, and I'm like, ugh. And uh, God, I can't even remember now what it was about. I just like, yeah, we we stopped that halfway through and thought, oh, yeah, I, I never finished it. I just gave up. Yeah, but it was starting to hurt. So uh, yeah, and he starts gobbling off on social media and giving these interviews and just being yeah. a racist. And I'm like, okay, mate, that's that's where you want to be. Crack on. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah, this, this guy he's only ever written um, four episodes of the Girlfriend Experience. Never um, for, for TV. Doesn't sound like my sort of movie. And then um, I See You was his first film. Uh -huh. That he wrote. Um, and that's a, he, apart from that, he's an actor who's been in Nope. He's been in um, LA Confidential. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a TV movie. A I've TV heard of it, but I've never watched it because. Yeah, he was in. Uh, one episode of SWAT. He was in The Flash on TV. So he's very much a TV actor. All right, well, that's... Um, yeah. Um, 13 Sins. Um, yeah, but... Oh, he's American Horror Story he was in. One episode. Yeah, he's, he's not a very well-known actor, but he's... Mm -hmm. he, um, I see you as only his second writing project, so um, yeah. So I think for, for someone who, if you look at it, someone who um, who's only done that, mm -hmm. I think probably he did quite a good job with this. Um, even though it was, we're saying it's all over the place. Do you know now? It makes do you know that actually makes a bit more sense if he's yeah. used to writing for TV. Yeah. He's used to having a season to yeah. flesh out the plot. Not an 80-minute movie. That's yeah. a completely different focus and discipline. Um, I draw the equivalent of writing a novel compared to short stories. Yeah. You know, it's not one's better than the other. It's a completely different focus. Yeah. And uh, ability to do one or the other. You know, some people that can write novels can't do short stories and vice versa. And if you're used to maybe writing episodal TV series or part of an overall part and doing a, uh, a sliver of a, an overarching thing, that would make sense. But yeah, now I'm thinking about this is like the an entire season of a TV show squashed into yeah. a movie. Yeah. That's what's happened. Because you, you think they could take each bit, <coughs> make a whole episode out of each scene. Like yeah, as the mystery unfolds. You could have uh, the, the section where the kids are being kidnapped. You could 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, you could take would be their own episode, focus. and yeah. then it would make sense because it's coming from a you know. That's what it is. This is chopped up like episodes from a TV show. Yeah. That's what the that's why the writing is so jarring. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But because you you, you never know if, if if the studio is if he's put it to them as a you know as a, a series, said mm-hmm. always a and they've gone, oh no, it's not enough fair to make a series. Let's Bring it all together and bang! It's make a film out of it. One hour, thirty-eight minute film, which could it's have been a shame done. Over. That the series has disappeared. Mm. Yeah, they used to be. You know, when you got a mini series, maybe three episodes or something. But it wasn't like I said; it wasn't long enough to be an entire season. It was too long to be a movie. So you used to get mini series on TV. Um, they've mm. kind of vanished. Which yeah. I don't know. That kind of filled the gap. Yeah, give certain stories a chance to uh, basically get out there. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, quite an inexperienced team then behind it. You know, you had a um, British director who hasn't done any um, major films. Um, no, he's got... done a whole bunch of different films, different styles, yeah. different. So he's not. He's not comfortable in his own style yet. You know, he hasn't developed his own unique take. So yeah. you can't just go, oh, this is an Adam Randall movie. No way you go, this is a Spielberg movie. This is a Tarantino movie. This is the Wes Craven movie we were talking about last night. Um, uh, you can tell a director's favorite in style and it comes across the screen, but this guy doesn't have any. No. Um, but the inexperienced writer, really. Yeah, it looks like the from the writer's point of view, he's done all this acting on um, TV, and he's been in a couple of films. And perhaps he's thought, "I'd like to go down that route." I know I'll do these initial things. TV. He's done a few TV pro series, etc. Mm-hmm. And then he thought, "I know, you know." Um, they they know. Perhaps want this to be a film as opposed to a TV series. All right, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, who, who knows what what the sense behind the madness was? Uh, who knows? Um, yeah. Then they had some major players, even though they had the inexperience of the both the director and the the writer. Mm. You suddenly get these these A list actors in Helen Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you think, you know. like the only character I didn't buy into was Alec. That was it. Every other character was solid in this. Yeah. So it wasn't down to bad acting. No. That was actually one of Stephen Grace's the movie that, like I said, solid cast, but they weren't just down in the performance. They were, you know, they were believing what they were doing. Yeah. And yeah. they were given a performance, which I think that's. Um, like if this had been B-list actors, this would have been an awful movie. Yeah, I think they tried to, you know, work with what they had. Mm. Uh, mm. Would it have been better? Because the way it um, went and found out just the boom, Greg's the killer, and then it just escalated, and then the whole thing at the end of getting caught. Would it not have been better if he'd gotten away with it? 
for this movie. It would have been nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, but I mean, for, in terms of plot, would it have been better if they'd actually gotten away with it and then maybe Helen Hunt's character found a bit of evidence and then could have finished off with her looking at him now suspiciously? Yeah. See, I... If if I had written it, I would have kept the um, his wife's lover alive, mm-hmm. taken revenge by putting all because uh, the, the he could have been the one hiding in the house. Yeah, um, or made him the killer, but mm-hmm. even though he wasn't, yeah, because um, because the husband was a copper, I would have had him setting him up, saying, "Oh, he's he's my wife's lover." I'll get rid of him this way rather than yeah. kill him. Um, you know, make him make him to be the killer, even though the copper was the killer of the, oh, not the killer, the kidnapper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they could have utilized that. Um, well, the kid's body's never found. I forgot that, but the previous cases, no, no, they didn't find him, did they? So it, it sort of stands the reason. Um, hold mm. on, was there? There was, there was a flash a one kid who survived. I forgot. That was a completely another separate part of the plot that I completely glossed over. Yeah. Do you remember about the interview? The kid that survived. Yeah. Yeah. But that the... was a weird non-scene. Yeah, because the two others were locked in the cupboard in the in the in the trailer, weren't they? Yeah, but do you remember the one the visit? Yeah, because there was this other guy who was uh, that's, uh, there. We go. This is how he disjointed this movie. As we actually forgot the other plot piece, which is supposed to be the whole crux of the the story, was the person they convicted for the original kidnappings. Yeah, was in jail, and because this copycat or something appeared. He was going to use it to get out of prison. Yeah. We completely forgot. This is how... Everyone forgot about that because they didn't do anything with it, did they? Yeah, I was just kind of... But that was the whole initial... That was the whole thread, and that was supposed to be what the movie was about. So because... Um, yeah. God, let's go on, let's go back. Because... <sighs> yeah, that's how... Because we're trying to figure out what the hell this movie's about because it's almost like we're just watching things go along and no... No coherence whatsoever. Yeah. So this kidnapping happens. We see with the kid. It follows the same pattern as a previous kidnapping. But because this has happened again, the person who had been arrested and convicted for the original one yeah. now got his lawyer that was going to get his trial thrown out because he was incorrect or is that incorrectly convicted or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then that was putting the detective under pressure to try and find the kidnapper. Yeah. Because this but, guy was going to get out. That the thought. And then they were trying to establish was it a copycat or has it? But like you said, there was nothing done that doing it all along, and you didn't know. You didn't find that out, did you? No, there's no like indication. But there was um. There was nothing done with that plot thread. No. Um, and then that's where the whole scene of going back to the original kidnapping. So was there only one that happened? 
Good question. <laughs> I'll go back to Sounds of the Lambs, which um, I, I don't know if you can... Is that a fair comparison of what this is trying to do? Uh, um, I don't know. Cause, or is there another one you can think of? Because... He was uh, he was um, he was making I think Silence of the Lambs Buffalo Bill was making yeah um, but I mean not exactly but just the fact that there the have actual, been killings yeah there have been killings yeah. and the new it was the same person oh, oh. um and they're trying to race against the cop before he gets the next one and this yeah. there was only the one kidnapping before was that would that be right and the boy survived. There, there were two boys, weren't there, in the trailer? Um, one was one was already being kidnapped, and then yeah. the next one, the boy on the bike, got um, kidnapped. So um, I genuinely forgot about the second kid until the the scene in the caravan. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think it was the music or something. Just you know, yeah. too busy going. What's like? Um, Something like a month before so the the guy on the bike, um, but I don't know. He would have kept him in the caravan for a month. So yeah. it was a month before, wasn't it? Um, I yeah. completely glossed over that, but I was just so jarred. I was actually missing parts of the plot. Yeah, that, that boy. Like I like the I like to follow along. Yeah, and. That's what I enjoy solving the mystery. Um, sorry, folks, we're scratching our heads here because this is a it's it's a strange one. Yeah, it's a strange one to figure out because it's just like it's just so. I keep saying the word disjointed, but it is. It's the only way to describe it. Hmm. And they they describe the floggers' uh, presence in the house as a malicious presence. Um, and it says it manifests in their home. That's quite a, yeah. quite a big word, isn't it? Manifest. Manifest. Yeah, that's supernatural yeah. connotations. Yeah, and they say a malicious, a malicious presence manifests inside the home. That's the the notes on the, the film. Yeah. Oh, it's it's two youngsters who going in, taking over the house and filming everything they do. Um. So it makes you wonder again. You said, "Is it supernatural?" You know. And then, but yeah, it's very hard. It is very hard to get into. Now we're delving deep into it. Yeah, it it becomes more than a film that I at the time thought, oh, this is good. And um, but it's amazing, especially in the big screen. You go and watch a movie, and there's a completely. Um, I've asked people about this, who have done these reviews of me or do reviews. You watch something with a different lens when. When you're watching something specifically to talk about it afterwards, and I've found it has made me pay more attention. Yeah. I'm actually a better, like there's loads of stuff I've watched over the years and I've completely forgotten. I've just watched The Shiny Lights and then mm. somebody will talk about it and they'll join, oh, I did watch that movie and I've completely spaced the fact that I watched it. Yeah. But now that I'm watching movies for the majority with purpose and the purpose being to talk about the plot points, I'm watching with a different lens. And I'm, I think I'm actually getting my money. I'm getting better money's worth, I think, because yeah. I'm getting a better experience because I'm focusing on it. Yeah. Or, like when I was growing up, I was in the cinema every week. Yeah, and I, I, I couldn't tell you 
half the stuff at once. When I when I was in Cardiff, I used to have mm-hmm. one of these, um, you know, um, see as many films as as you like um, vouchers. You know, when um, you pay monthly for them. Yeah, I used to go and watch films. That if I had to pay for them singly, I, I wouldn't go and see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it, it sort of uh, opened up. I'm talking wide. back in the day when it was three quid. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> just. No, I mean, I'm talking about like uh, teenagers. True story. When um, I was in London and um, I, I went to see a film, it was the Star Wars Episode One. Um, you know when they done the thing, and it was in uh, Leicester Square. So I, I speak, Misa. Does a thing Yeah, I was I was working in London at the time, mm-hmm. so and uh, I had the evening free, you know, and uh, I thought I'll go to the cinema. The new Star Wars films in there, so I go to the cinema and I said, so I said, um. Uh, t- two of my colleagues came with me. So um, I says, oh, one for Star Wars, please. And she says, oh, 13 quid. Well, I lived in Wales, you know. Our cinema was like one of those screens where they had to wind up the cinema. <laughs> three, three quid to get in. 13 quid. No, I'm only paying for me. I said, I'm not paying for these as well. <laughs> 13 quid? What? Film? You know, uh, yeah. God. So London is an overpriced hole anyway. Yeah. I'm glad I live just outside it because holy crap, it's, uh, it's just inflated overpriced for absolutely no reason. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Ah, dear. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this is this is a head scratcher. This definitely is. Um, I didn't hate the movie. That's the thing. I didn't hate it. No. But I was more frustrated about. I think that's the best way I can describe my feelings about this movie: frustration. Yeah. I, I, again, what you said. I think if someone just picks it up on a Sunday afternoon on, well, it was on Prime, and thought, "Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll watch that," and they watch it and they think, "Oh, that film was all right." Mm-hmm. You know, because they haven't looked into the, the things that we're looking into, yeah. all the side plots and everything, you know. Um, they probably wouldn't have cared that Helen Hunt was in it. Um, you know, she and, could have been replaced by anybody. That, I think that, she didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, really, they, they wouldn't have cared about that. The normal person who just watches a Sunday afternoon film just wouldn't have, they would have just thought, kid's been kidnapped, he's being held captive by the copper, Who's that? Whose wife's having an affair, and there's two guys in in the house. Um, these floggers who do it for you know for fun, um, and uh, and they're causing havoc in the house by putting the TV on and making the the, the people think they're going mad. Um, and then one of the floggers finds out that the copper is the, the killer, um, and tries to rescue the kids, but she gets killed herself. Um, and I think that's that's the the normal person who watches a TV film like that on Prime or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how they would see it. Yeah, this, like, is a, this is a TV film. It's not a it's not a cinema film. No, but the people like you and I who break it apart see it in a different light. Yeah, don't we? We 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 um we look at it and think, yeah, well, Helen Hunt was a waste of space in this film. Yeah, no uh, offense to her, you know, but just uh, she didn't have anything to work with. No, 
um, so everything escalates. He, um, like I said, he brings the girl back to the house, and, and then he's going like, right, you're a home invader or something. Um, that was actually surprising the way he dispatches her, just, you know, shoots her. Normally, yeah. it's the final girl, you know, normally they don't do that. I'm just, but why bring, why bring her back to the house to do that? If all he was going to do was shoot her, I would have shot her out on the trailer. Yeah, but he was doing it to make it look as if they'd broken in. You know, he was, he was doing it to uh, yeah, set it up. You know, it was all set up. Because yeah. remember, he took the gun, wiped it, and put it in her hand. Put it in her hand, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm saying. With all that set up, it might have been better actually if he had succeeded. And then left the plot open with Helen Hunt's yeah. character finding out. But the final scene when Alec is on the stretcher and being carted away and stirring up the ceiling, they did this whole focus of this flashback. And him and some other kid was supposed yeah. to be the one that was kidnapped first. We're standing talking to the cop. Yeah. And then he had that. Flipping, uh, I've never tried them. No, them pretzel or what are they called? Pezzes or something? With the, wee, the wee cartoon plastic thing with the sweets inside. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and you flip it up or pop it or something. Yeah. I, I don't like fuzzy sweets, you know. I, uh, give me a bar of chocolate and I'm good, but <laughs> sweets in general, I can't be annoyed yeah. with. Um, even from a kid, you know, I've never had any interest in those things. But the fact I had that and the camera focus in on it, sticking out of his pocket because it was a frog. Yeah, and because he had a frog mask, but the term frogger is already established. You know, it's not as if this is something they've made up. No. Um, what were they trying to do with that? Are they trying to say that he escaped his attempt to kidnap him, or that he was kidnapped previously? Like, does this guy just kidnap and do naughty things again and just let them go, or just do, does he just kidnap them for a while, keep them in the cupboard? Then, right, okay, that's it. You've done your stint. Click. Yeah, With the magic disappearing house. Oh God, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the kid, the the, the one that was older, you know, who had his face carved, talked about the magic disappearing house. I'm sorry, it's a caravan. You know, it's a caravan. Yeah. Um, I mean, what the hell? Even a kid knows that's a car. It's not a magic disappearing house. That's a caravan. What do they call them? They're um, oh, because the, there's there's actually one down in Plymouth. It's been turned into a um, like a, a cafe type thing that sells mm -hmm. coffee, uh, takeaway coffees and everything. Well, they've got a name for the that specific. Oh, that specific style of one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's they, they are American, aren't they? But uh, but <laughs> it's not house, is it? It's a, they know the difference between a house and um, and the trailer or whatever it is. Yeah, that was, I, I was always a thing. I had a problem in America when they talk about these trailers, and then it's like it's a caravan, and then a trailer park is a caravan park. But people live in them permanently. It's like what there are holiday homes. I had what we our family had one growing up. We always you know in. Summer yeah. house. The yeah. idea of actually living in one permanently was just like you, you weren't allowed to anyway. Those sites have restrictions and seasons. Yeah. So you weren't allowed to stay in the caravan because all the uh, water stuff got turned off to them. Yeah. Off, off season. 
you could go yeah. down and obviously check on it and make sure things are fine. If you um, had one on a one of these like Haven sites, etc., mm-hmm. uh, you had to be out by something like the third of November, and you weren't allowed back in until sort of February, were you? Yeah, it was like two uh, or three months. You're not allowed to yeah. be in it. Yeah, but well, yeah, in America they have these things and they live in them, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, let's try and see what they're called because it's getting to me. <laughs> um, I don't enjoy movies less. Um, I, I, I still enjoy movies. It's just when you're looking things, and that's nothing to do with age or that. It's just at the moment, in particular. Hollywood is so lazy and it's so full of nepotism and the grifters have got in. Um, yeah. It's nothing to do with uh, like not enjoying movies. It's just they're not making good movies now. And when something appears, it's a surprise. Even a mediocre movie yeah. is hailed as success because everything else is absolutely rubbish. Um, yeah. And that's one thing. When you do what, if you're a movie fan, and if you watch a lot of movies, you are going to notice things. But then that's somehow... It's the same as reading books. You read books yeah. by the same author, you recognise beats, you recognise plot devices. Um, the trick is to make it refreshing, put in the new scenario. Um, I was talking about this with the, the latest Evil Dead movie. Mm. Where I like this one better than the 2013 one because the 2013 was a rehash. Yeah going over the same ground again with this actually took the story okay let's move forward with it let's move on and genuinely introduce new characters and that's a way to to do it yeah but there's loads of things we've seen yeah oh i remember that from such and such i remember that but that's okay as long as the package now is refreshed and it's interesting mm-hmm. we're all like uh like if i watch a slasher movie i know almost beat for beat, what's going to happen. It's just it's always doing it in a more interesting way. Cool. Yeah. You know, same as a, this type of movie. Um, uh, sorry, this type of movie, not this movie in particular, because this movie, I don't know what it's doing, <laughs> but a normal, okay. normal yeah. movie, you kind of, you have the red herring. Okay, the killer might be this. You have the race against time because there's a victim uh, trying to say, you know, trying to say the latest one. Um, the black phone did it really well. I like that. I like that film. That was a race against time because he knew it was his turn, and that was done with supernatural horror, and it was done very, very well. Yeah. But that had all the beats. Okay, nobody knew who the killer was. No. That was part of the mystery, trying to track him down. So just race against time to find out who and why. The wee lad himself was in a race against time because he knew it was only a matter of time before he was next. Mm. And the sister was trying her way, and they brought all the stuff in. That was uh, that was a really cool movie. Mm. So, and I've seen those type of movies before. Yeah, you can recognize some of the plot points, but it doesn't stop your enjoyment. I think just lately, um, just the movies have been so terrible that. I think um, the introduction of CGI is is they still haven't got it quite right. Um, no. everything's fast with CGI. If you take uh, the Hulk films, 
um, that they made with CGI. And the Hulk was jumping from one valley to another. Uh, and yeah, but that was actually, believe it or not, that's the same as the comics. Yeah, but just I read just, anyway. I read the whole comics. Back I've never in the day. read. I was a Spider-Man person. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think because uh, I was used to the old Lou Ferrigno um, series. Remember that? Yeah, love it. Because I was used to that, I wasn't sort of used to the him jumping across valleys, you know, and mm. uh, and but you could tell it was CGI because um, I know there wouldn't have been a real person who could jump across a valley, but um, yeah. but it was very know, cartoony, you know. It, it was very cartoony, and um, you know a lot of the um, you know the, I know the Avengers and stuff like that in the Marvel stuff. Um, you can tell it's just an actor in front of a green screen. Yeah, um, I gave up on those um, years ago. I, I can't watch them. Um, if you take the old Superman films, when Christopher Reeve was it, mm -hmm. when when he used to come down out of the sky and he used to hold his hand up like that, that was a seesaw. Because uh, mm -hmm. I watched the making of it, and he, he, he'd be on that side, and as he was coming down, the seesaw would go down, and it would make it look as though he's landing on his feet, um, coming down from. And you take the original Star Wars Episode Four, um, you know the the battle scenes were done on a table tennis table, and they they were chucking bloody, bomb, you know, little yeah, bombs. That was part it. of the magic. Um, I think uh, horror is the one that's really trying to do it right. The horror franchise is the one that's realised that we can't completely dismiss practical effects. Because people are just switching off. Like, I'm sure you've heard me. Once I see digital blood, that's it. I'm out and I'm slagging the movie off. I'm like, how dare you? Ah. <laughs> um, yeah. Horror is the only one that's realized that, yeah, we need practical and the CGI can be an addition or lured over the top. Yeah. Um, I'll use C uh, Evil Dead Rise, the latest one has just come out there. That's a good one. Or flipping uh, Renfield. Yeah. There were some really slocky CGI scenes in it, but it was meant to be for the comedy effect. All right, yeah. But then they put it into the actual blood and gore, so there's a mix of the two. Um, and that was great. So horror movies get it, and they're the one. It's horror movies that are trying to address this balance. Other mm. other franchises or other genres still are in the dark. They're just like, ooh, shiny lights, and that's yeah. why I can't be bothered. Um, watching anything? Yeah, I'm. I just said uh, I don't like CGI, and I know I'm probably going to be told I'm ancient in everything for not liking CGI. But I think if if it's done correctly mm. uh, and um, it looks real, then they could use it in a good way. But it just seems to be. Um, this is the one that took me out of. CGI movies completely. Um, what was that Arnold Schwarzenegger one with the either the alligator in it? Okay. Yeah, this CGI alligator and he shoots it and it just looked terrible. Was it Schwarzenegger? Yeah, it was a Schwarzenegger movie. Um, Eraser was it Eraser? 
Oh, Razor. I, I, yeah, we had the big, um, <laughs> yeah, there was like sci-fi gun he was shooting, and that looked terrible too. But it's this yeah. one particular scene where a crocodile or something's coming at him, and it's so awfully CGI that it was like a cartoon. In fact, do you know what did it better? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. Who yeah. framed Roger Rabbit did better? Um, and it wasn't even, C- I don't think it was even CGI proper then when that came out. But animation and live action together, yeah. Right? Um, that did it better than this multi-billion. That, that, that was very clever. That and uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Roger Rabbit in Space Jam was another one. Um, God, it was very that. clever because um, on Roger Rabbit, it was Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah, I actually saw when the making of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and he said it was it was quite mind bending having to speak to nothing, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then putting the cartoon in afterwards, of course. But he, he was saying it, it sort of drives you quite mental having to uh, act, speaking to nothing, and you know, there's some bloke in the back shouting the lines out that that Roger Rabbit would have said, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he said, so and. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think when it comes to things like that, you know, CGI is probably um, good for things like that. But you expect it to be because it's a cartoon character. Yeah, and and, and it's just better CGI. animation. Yeah, but they haven't figured it out. Like I said, horror, I think, genuinely believe is trying to address the balance and find yeah. that sweet spot. Yeah, no other genre is. They're just still slogging out and they're lazy and if you don't like the movies they call you names you know and it's like go away go away you sad person but um with horror movies as well i don't think you can get away the fact that um real makeup makes the horror film if you take um an american werewolf in london yeah and when rick is it rick baker the makeup guy um when he was doing the hand when he was turning into the werewolf in that london place and mm-hmm. uh, he said it took hours to do because he had to build up it was always like stop motion yeah he had to build it up each time so he'd have the hand like that and he'd have to put his face like that and he'd have to build up a bit more and he'd have to put his face like that and yeah he says it took like hours to, to just to make the hand grow and um, but uh yeah when you get but, things like that it was, i think it, if you're aware American of American from Paris, will they introduce CGI? If you remember, oh, yeah, and that was jumping off the Eiffel Tower and things like that. Right? Was... God, that was, and there, there you oh. go. There's it's not even comparing two different movies, it's comparing a movie and a sequel. Yeah, so the original was done with uh, practical effects, it still holds today and it's still watchable and enjoyable. Yeah. The sequel, they decided, ah, let's do some CGI so we can have lots of werewolves. And, Oh god! Yeah, just fell flat, didn't it? <laughs> that that in the plot. <laughs> yeah, didn't really help. It, that American Werewolf in Paris, quite funnily enough, was on the horror channel the other day. Yeah, yeah, the, the one where you watch two minutes and then you get five minutes of adverts, and you watch another two minutes and get another five minutes. <laughs> and uh, a two-hour film turns into five hours. That one. Oh god. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I don't know. I don't mind paying for a subscription. I'm, obviously, I'm not one of these people who don't have like hundreds of subscriptions because what's the point? 
there's really so many I can watch in a day and I still have a job my own stuff to do and this so I can't, I'm not gonna have like loads of subscriptions but uh, some of them channels because you're spending so much time watching ads it's like nah I just I'd sooner just pay for it I, I just sooner well just yeah I've got, I've got a lot of the free ones um, on there but uh, I've got Prime mainly because I get a lot of parcels off Amazon mm -hmm. and um, I, I've got Disney because uh, no, wouldn't touch uh, Disney with a 10 foot barge pole no the um like um some of the series the uh, my because you can split it my son has a uh, thing with it and he likes all the bloody junk on there and i i just like the star wars stuff so um yeah that's the only reason you can go on cameron's channel and talk about that stuff the flipping people fighting each other with torches going flick we 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 i don't do i don't do sky I think that's extortionate waste of money. Oh, I don't do net, don't do Netflix because I, I don't watch half the stuff. My niece uh, let me use her password, and honestly, I haven't used it. And when they bring out this thing to stop sharing passwords, I'll not even notice. Yeah, they're already they're already switching on. It's like uh, you just look at the list and like ah, oh, nothing there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what's this? Um, that movie that was uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> it was, really. <laughs> He's right. Yeah. And Christopher Lloyd in it was fantastic. So, Chris fancy Jessica Rabbit then? Hmm. Yeah. A bit worried about Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, let, you're letting too much out, Chris. That's the problem. You're letting all your secrets out. It could be worse, though, Chris, because my first crush was the bionic woman, Lindsay Wagner. <laughs> oh. God, Just because she was bionic. Mm -hmm. Wait, where are we? <laughs> um... Yeah, that's another fantastic tangent because I think we've beat this movie to death. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have that's um yeah, it was frustrating. Like just so so many albums and I'm just completely <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know what to think. Um I definitely didn't feel satisfied finishing off this. No, I I think as a writer myself, I, I, I would have altered the plot. Some, somewhat mm -hmm. and, uh, but I mean like we said this guy was a is inexperienced really I think he'd done a quite a good job for being an inexperienced uh, screenplay mm -hmm. you know writer. Um, director hasn't done a, an awful lot I think he'd done probably quite a good job because it's yeah. not only the directors it's got to be the producers that if there's issues isn't there Producers supposed to notice things that um, yeah, it's a team effort at the end of the day. It's no point yeah. just blaming one person, it's a team effort, you know. That's that's the whole uh, idea. If somebody is missing the point, you, you can't see the wood for the trees if you're making something. That's yeah. why you have uh, put in the terms of writing, that's why you have editors, that's why you have proofreaders, better readers, mm -hmm. you know. That's why you have that support because 
something you might have missed because you're too in the zone. Yeah. And that's how things get fixed. But I don't know. I don't think people were working together on this one. Just threw it together um, and didn't really care. <clears throat> Saying that, it's got quite a high score on IMDb, 6.8. Hmm. Well, like I said, the casual audience is probably happy with us. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like I said, you know, you get the Sunday afternoon sort of people who just want a film to watch. I think, yeah, oh, that's good. Until it, whereas you and I pick it apart and, yeah. and go down the sort of look at things from the wider angle. But uh, <laughs> yeah, got 6.8. There's uh, 57,827 people with an average of 6.8. <clears throat> that's actually pretty decent. That's quite quite a good score. Yeah. Modest yeah. budget. Um mm. hopefully they made his money back now, you know. I don't <laughs> think this was a box office movie. No. I think this was a TV movie. Do you remember in the old days of cinema? If you're that old. You <laughs> <laughs> used to get two films. Did, did, did Double features? Two? Um no. Oh, just two films a day. Watch say James Bond. Yeah, you get another film first, and it could be a total B movie. It's, oh uh, God, oh, that's right. Back then, there's yeah, yeah. Because I, I when I went to the cinema, I still had intermissions. Yeah, because um, yeah, that's what you used to get a break in between. You used to do it in Butlins. Remember that back when I was a young one. Yeah, you used to do it in Butlins, the the cinema they had there. That you know, you'd go and watch, and you'd get your intro movie, and then yeah. Intermission main feature and then intermission in between. You'd be in the cinema all afternoon or all evening watching two films. Um, and then, of course, they brought in the multiplexes, etc. And uh, you know, the, the second film sort of went out the door. Um, but this is the sort of movie that would accompany a blockbuster if they still had the two yeah. films in cinemas, you know, the sort of B movie type of thing. Yeah. Oh well. Um it was an interesting one to talk about anyway. Um Yeah. Definitely. I, I said talk about it because um I thought as well, is it a horror film? Is it a horror film? Because we thought supernatural mm -hmm. then the kid was you know getting abducted, which would have put it on the the edge of being uh, horror. Um, and the um, sort of um, TV and everything switching itself in. And um, yeah. like I said, I thought it was edging on the home invasion type of movie, which could be classed as really horror, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. um, if you, um, but it didn't go down that avenue. <laughs> so um, it definitely thriller. Definitely drama, doesn't it? Definitely mystery. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's. Bit of false advertising, I think. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no horror, no real horror in it. The music was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that the horror was having to listen to the music the whole way through, you know. This is tension. Yeah. And um, the, the title as well, I See You, mm -hmm. that would say to me, um, like. I was Stalker? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stalker. Yeah. Because um, what? My latest book that's coming out is called Stalker. Um, and um, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, <laughs> it's 
just writing it from a I'm writing it as though I'm the stalker mm-hmm. so I can get into the character a lot more and some of the things I would do is <laughs> <laughs> oh, bloody hell, scare myself. I would say it. I'd be a terrible stalker because I have just no interest in anyone outside of, outside of my friends and family circle. I don't yeah. care. Honestly, I'd forget. Oh, right, was I meant to be stalking you right now? Deepest apologies. We'll, we'll do it next week. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> can I make an appointment? <laughs> yeah, can, I'll, can, I be, can I obsess over you next week because I want to watch a few movies here and chat about yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't maybe do one at all. Um, Maybe we'll feature a chapter in the show if you're up for it. Sorry? Maybe we'll feature a chapter on the show and do one of the horror details. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, it's, it's in the early stages. <clears throat> yeah. I've I've attempted three times now to write it in the how I want to write it. I've tried uh, firstly telling it from the stalker's point of view, um, and I thought, no, I can't do this. And then I've put it from the, the police officer's point of view, um, I looked at it from. Have you seen one one hour photo with Robin Williams? Oh God, that is a masterpiece. You know, That's and you know how he, he sits in the in the police cell, um, interview room to start yes. with, and he tells it from how he he sees it, doesn't he? And mm-hmm. this this Sag. Fam- this family who should be a family is being split up here, yeah. and he he actually narrates it. And I tried putting this uh, from the um, the stalker's point of view like that, and I thought I'm finding this so difficult to to write. So I've gone back to the um, the normal way of storytelling, so third person sort of, yeah, person, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's it's been one of the most difficult ones I've tried to write. Um, I've um, I've got. All background information um, about um, uh, from mates who are police officers about uh, stalking units that have been set up recently, mm-hmm. and the stalking protection orders and all things this and, um, and just how serious uh, they're, they're taking it now. That would be horrendous to have someone just interfering in your life for no reason. Yeah, like I don't get it. I don't get the mentality. Like I said, I just don't care about um, people. Um, uh, it's the same as those people that try to control everybody. It's like it'd be like me being obsessed with somebody three doors up and across the street, what they're up to, are they doing the right things? I don't care. I'd be it. Uh, I just don't get how you could be obsessed about somebody. Yeah, I, I mean, you would think it would be a celebrity thing, if anything. You knew that they'd be obsessed with a, and some are, some do yeah. follow these, but um. But there's a lot of normal people that follow normal people and mm-hmm. and um, you know and really get into their lives. Um, yeah, I think one of the first stalker maybe. That might be. Do you want to look up? There's yeah. um. There was um a TV series um, a real life thing, uh, on BBC called Stalker, and one of these um criminal psychologist was on there um, going through a real case of a, a a woman who was stalked and how just people weren't listening to her and um, yeah it was, uh, it was quite a harrowing thing really yeah, yeah. <coughs> stalkers um, it's, it's coming about now um, you know he's uh, he's 
there's a backstory to it, mm -hmm. um, which uh, sort of starts it off. Um, there's always a backstory, and then why he's doing it. But um, there's also these little sidelines as well. You know, the, he's stalking this girl, but her friends are disappearing as well. But he's nothing to do with it. <laughs> well, it's almost like uh, can, all right. Is uh, oh, this is my patch. Yeah. Find your own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's I finally started picking up the pen again. I've got um, I've had my latest anthology idea because I need to do anthologies by themes. Yeah, like Tales of Horror Madness was all circus based. It's all the carnival, yeah. the sideshow. So rather than just doing a bunch of different stories together, I like to do a theme. And then yeah. have all the stories fit in that. So fine, start working on that again because I've actually got some headspace now in the afternoon. So I'm not coming home completely frazzled and knackered. I can actually sit and think and start to write again. It's actually it feels quite good to get back yeah. in it again. Um I'm just really, really slow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you leave it as well. Because I I published my last one on the uh, first of this December. Mm-hmm. Was. And then I took December, January, February, and then it went into March, uh, sort of the first week of March. And I thought, I've, I've got a, I've got this idea all written down in all spider diagram. I haven't done anything with it. And that's when I come across the problem of how do I write this? Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, um, so yeah, it's, it's heading in the right direction now. Chapter four at the moment. <laughs> four. Um Obviously, don't forget, folks, links in the description. Follow Steve and his work. And yeah. uh, check out, he's been on the show quite a number of times, you know, powerful tales. So, uh, we've featured quite a few stories now. So, uh, make sure you check those out too. Right. I think um, we've really gone that, that film, haven't we? It's, yeah, um, we've just forgotten. That's <laughs> forgotten about the film. Like, uh, I, think, uh, I, think I think that's the most apt description of it. Forgettable. It just is if you're a. Sunday afternoon film watcher who just likes a film to watch, you know, it's 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 a good one to watch. Yeah. And um, if you're one who picks up every little thing like me, picks up all the mistakes and and um, you know plot lines, etc., then um, you you're gonna have a whale of a time trying to work it out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah, it's watch and forget popcorn flick. Just watch it. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. You may have a good time. You may not. It's not yeah. offensive, you know, as in horrendously bad offensive, it's just confusing and just badly put together. But there you go, folks. Um, we shall pour <laughs> you no longer because we can just sit here and jab anyway, and then uh, forget yeah. we're streaming. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We're meant to be entertaining for an audience. Oh, yeah, you, you guys out there, sorry, sorry, I forgot about juice. <laughs> my, my dog will be coming down in a minute. Is it breakfast time yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna end work. Uh. All right, yeah. folks. Um, thanks very much, and Steve, thanks again for coming along. Always, always great to have you, mate. And uh, as usual, keep up with the channel, do the tippy clicky things, and until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>